Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way. All right. Welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. I'm here with Grace Knight. How are you, Grace? I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Scott? Excellent. Thank <laughs> you. Um, really appreciate you coming in today. I know we're heading towards the holidays and uh, everyone's kind of busy out doing their thing. But um, yeah, we, we've got you here to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, how it relates to ambition and some of the things that you're working on. But um, yeah, just for little people listening at home, can you tell us a bit about uh, who you are and, and what, what you're doing at the moment? All right, so I'm Grace. I am a professional surfer on the World Qualifying Series. I've lived on the Gold Coast for about six months now. I've come from a small country town in South Australia, grew up on a farm, and I'm also studying at university. Wow. Um, so, so if I got that right, recently moved to the Gold Coast? Yeah. Six months ago. All right, so what we want to do is just get a feel for um, what life is like to be, to be you, to be Grace to, I guess, work through some of the things that you've done to get you to this point. Um, obviously, just moving cities is interesting in itself, right? Um, I usually mention it to people, too. When we mention ambitions, uh, by the way, we have our new mugs. I'll just kind of mention <laughs> for people. But um, when we mention ambitions, it's not necessarily the traditional career, you know, aspiring to be greatness and just being like, a lot of people have a hard time identifying with ambition, but we consider it like it might be travel or it might be um, athletics. It could be something a little bit more um, skill-based, music, art, creating stuff. So that's kind of where we're at. So in that sense, do you, where do you identify with? Like, do you identify with as, a, um, as an athlete or more of someone that's just on this life journey of uh, trying new things? Where, where do you think... I think I absolutely identify with the life journey. Um, obviously, I am an athlete, but it's in the sport of surfing, it's the lifestyle that comes with it. Um, so competing is almost like my little ticket to get to travel the world and do what I love. Um, but it's more so the experiences and the people that you meet along the way that make it all a part of my ambition, I think. That's pretty cool. So you've done a bit of travel up to this point? Yeah. So I've traveled just about every beach in Australia, I reckon, um, all across the Queensland, New South Wales and Western Australia and Victorian coast and obviously growing up in South Australia. So I've been all over. <laughs> That's um, So this will be interesting for people not from Australia to, to look some of these places up. Um, obviously, there's the famous breaks. Um, is there... And I've heard that you're not supposed to disclose the really, you know, <laughs> the really good spots. <laughs> There's a spots. couple I can't tell you about. <laughs> okay. So um, all of that stuff, does that happen before you kind of got going in the surfing world? Like obviously you had your local beach and then it kind of went from there. Is that how it goes? Yeah. So I grew up on a farm actually two hours from the surf. So um, it was quite a trek just for me to get to the beach. Um, but after I started learning and fell in love with the sport, um, I ended up moving to Adelaide to be closer to the beach. And from there, I, yeah, started competing, got the opportunity to travel interstate and explore all of these other places while, yeah, trying to make my way on the qualifying series. Okay. And um, that, I'm just curious for, for in Australia, is that quite an established uh I guess progression. So you would. Were there other people that you followed having done that before you? Like maybe a, an older surfer guy or girl. Yeah. So 
um, there's so many amazing surfers that have come from Australia that I look up to. Um, there's probably one, her name was Ellie Francis. She um, grew up in Victor Harbour and was someone I always looked up to and she did the qualifying events and um, watching her do it and get some really good results in the end, that's kind of what drove me to say, okay, I want to do that. Um, and, yeah, went from there, started competing in the state levels, went on to the nationals and now trying to make it on the world stage. Very, very cool. I mean, we'll definitely make sure to share all your details at the end because I think um, it's it's not... I mean, these days you can look things up, you can follow people's journeys, but um, sometimes there's really specific things about what you did to get you to where you are. Is there one thing that, that jumps out in your mind saying, oh, if I hadn't have done that, I may not be here or I may not be doing this at the this moment? Like, is it really like that where there's key moments or is it more just kind of gradual? Well, obviously, being an individual sport, you've got to have a lot of drive that comes from yourself. Um, but the one thing that... Um, probably helped me the most on my journey was actually when I was living such a distance from the beach um I would only get the opportunity to surf maybe two or three times a month and being being at that disadvantage um against all my competitors that was what drove me to um when I did get the opportunity to surf to just train that much harder and say okay I get two hours this session I really got to put in this one and try to get up to speed with the rest of them kind of thing and then once I did get to that level, that's when um, I made the move and was able to really take my surfing to the next level. Yeah. That's, um, obviously, there'll be the, some video footage and things like that. Do you review your own performances yeah. um, as, as a tool? How does that, is it like a critical thing where you're looking at, oh, I should have done that differently or... Oh, it's absolutely, surfing such a critical thing. It's from your bottom turn, the how, how bent you are in your body and how um, extended you get off the top of the lip. It always very much comes back to video analysis and very lucky my mum was always there sitting on the beach every second with her camera um, catching all of my waves and then, um, yeah, hours and hours sitting at home reviewing footage and seeing where I could be doing my turns differently and that pay, plays a huge part in it. Okay. Yeah. And this is where it gets like a little bit more fun. We can just chat about, um, I don't know, maybe how surfing coming up now is maybe easier than it was before. I mean, obviously there's hard work involved, but maybe there's more toys involved. Like, do you ever see any drones? Do you have drones following you around? Oh, <laughs> there's always a casual drone just flying past in the surf. I'm giving a little wave, but yeah, there's so, so much crazy technology we have these days. There's even, um, We've got cameras now that you can wear a little wristband and the camera will sit on the beach and follow you while you surf. Don't even need a photographer anymore. Nice. Do you have, <laughs> uh, like, are you into all that stuff or you uh, let somebody else do that? I, I let someone else do it for me. But <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of people using them. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then like on your board, would you have a camera? Just Yeah. Yeah. You've got the little GoPros you can mount up on the front of the board or you get head straps for them and <laughs> all sorts. Okay. It's a bit of fun. But is it? As part of being on the qualifying circuit, would there be some kind of central program where they're saying, okay, we're going to fit you up with all this gear or uh, it's up to you? It's completely up to the individual. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Uh, and so all of this, say, footage, would it? Would you get some support from a coach or a coaching team or how does that look like in terms of where you learn all the technique and, and what you need to work on? Yeah. So I've had so many amazing coaches over the years. Um, 
when you're first starting out, you've just got your standard coach on the beach saying, okay, do this or do this. And um, where I'm at now, I've got my coach based in Kingscliff and um, he very much helps me out, goes through my footage with me, films for me, um, puts together little review videos and, yeah. Cool. Um, And uh, I'm just interested in the – you mentioned it's a solo sport. Obviously it is. But is there like a group – uh, a bit of support network where you might have somebody else at the same skill level or... Yeah, absolutely. So um, especially in the junior competitions, we've um, you'll have your state team that go away to nationals together. And that's ama- the amazing thing with surfing is it is an individual sport, but when it comes to the nationals, you go away with your team and it's very much... Um, you've got the little community there and everyone supporting each other and it does turn into more so a team sport than an individual, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on the QS now, I've got my um, great group of girlfriends and we do all of our travelling together, stay together and, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, would the, would competition come into it at some point where maybe there's a limited – I mean, obviously you're head-to-head head in some cases. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it does get pretty competitive sometimes. It can – you've got to find that balance between friendship and competitiveness. You – um, what happens in the water stays in the water and come back onto the beach and you've all just got to be friends again. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then is there, uh, I guess just looking outside of Australia, you mentioned you've been to a lot of the beaches in Australia, but have you done any overseas travel yet? I've never been overseas before. Okay. So this year was, I was planning for this to be my year. Um, I had a heap of competitions booked internationally and then coronavirus happened so at that point I decided, okay, I might take up university. So I've started studying and um, done a few competitions now that they've all started to run again. Um, but yes, still waiting on that international. Yeah. No doubt. All right. So you take it up. You take up that opportunity as if it came back to you, like yeah. open yeah. up. Yeah. As oh. soon as soon as the borders are open, I'll be on the first flight out of here. Oh yeah. <laughs> is there any part of the world in particular? I, I think obviously there's Asia's closest to here, but then. I mean, there's some of the famous waves in the world. Where would you go? Uh, if it was just for a surf trip, I would love to go to Indonesia. Um, most of the competitions, um, South Africa, um, Huntington Beach and Hawaii. There's so many competitions to go to all over the world. Wow. You mentioned South Africa. It made me think of um, just the incident a while back. I think it's called J-Bay. Is that- yeah, J-Bay, Jeffrey's Bay. So, I mean, it's just for representing other people that are going to say, why didn't you ask her about that? Of course, Australia being the sharks, like, mm. is that something that you just, like, let let it in the back of your mind, just don't worry about it? Or is, uh, is there some safety measures you can do? There's not much you can do about it. I think being a surfer, you know the risk when you get into the ocean. It's the shark's home, not yours. Um, had a few close encounters, especially recently. I don't know what's going on on the Gold Coast, but <laughs> there's yeah. been a few out and about. Um, but yeah, it's always in the back of your mind. You've just got to try not to think about it. Okay. Um, just from my own knowledge, I mean, there are, I, I hear about nets and there's some, some things that you can do with that. Um, are there cases where there, there are nets set up, but just the waves aren't surf really that great there? Is that how it works or um, are, are shark nets at all, can be a protection? Um, look, the shark nets do, they don't affect the surf in any way, um, they, they've got one here on the Gold Coast all the way from, I think it's all the way from surfers down to Coolangatta. Um, and that has worked very well in the past, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I think people can look up, look that up if, if that's something you're curious about. But um, no, mainly it's just interesting to see that 
this is a career path for you in the sense that um, if you stay on this course and you get you commit to it, um, what's the what does the future look like? What's the when you've made it? Is it just being on the pro tour? Is that that level? Yeah. So where I am at the moment, the qualifying series, we've got. There's only a very few, very few spots that can make it onto the um, CTH here, so the championship tour, and that's the ones you see on the TV. Um, there's 50, the top 15 girls can make it onto the CT, and it is very, very competitive. But once you're on there, that's that's the dream, getting paid to travel the world and surf. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, one thing that crossed my mind was just this. Uh, like if you came from a farm originally and you didn't have access to waves, are you following what's going on with all the wave machines and de oh, development of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's incredible what they're able to do with swimming pools now. Um, I really want to make a trip to the new one, Urban Surf in um, Melbourne. That one looks incredible. But no, growing up on a farm, we had this huge... It was the big dam where there was just heaps of water sitting in it. Um, I always said to my dad, oh, we should throw some concrete in there, make it a swimming pool. We can have our own wave pool there. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. Um, and when, so obviously surfing is a, is a certain skill. You got the board, you got your balance and things. Is there any crossover? Like would you do hop on a wakeboard, um, get towed behind a boat, wake surfing? Um, just for a bit of fun? Oh, I've tried wake surfing. It's so different to actual surfing. Okay. Um, no, there's not a whole lot you can do that really relates. There's skateboarding. Yep. And do you skateboard? From time to time. Okay. One thing that uh, is interesting, obviously, surfing is in itself, it's been around for I don't know how many years, like a long time. And it's, yeah. is it changing? Like, is there some things that you're changing? Like, obviously, crazy aerials and all this kind of stuff. Is that, is it still changing? Like, or did it go through this period where people are doing that? All the aerials and everything. Yeah, look, in the last 20 years surfing, if you look at the surfing now compared to 20 years ago, it's just crazy how much it's changed. Um, the aerials, the yeah, they weren't doing as like that 20 years ago. Um, and especially in the female surfing, it's just incredible how far the girls have come. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead and <laughs> Sorry, take... I really need to blow. Oh, okay, go for it. I don't have coronavirus. That's all right. <laughs> take, take your time. We'll, we'll just do a quick... Uh, Quick water break. <coughs> Sponsor break. Sponsor break. Um, yeah. Uh, and to all the listeners out there, appreciate you guys uh, checking out our uh, rotation <coughs> of guests that we're going to be coming through with. Um, as I mentioned before, ambition is, you know, there's the obvious one, which is career path, but it's more about what what are the people, what are people working on. And, you know, obviously myself not being born in Australia, I can notice the differences more and more about, um, you know, people either they haven't been outside of Australia and so even that perspective alone, there's a lot of good things happening here. Uh, so it's just to he see it first, first person to see, uh, you know, things that are priorities for people and um, how they get past the struggles. That's a key point. So um, anyway, so we're back. That's what happens when you go surfing in stormwater. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah, so we were going to mention that. <laughs> so the storm storms will generate some big waves. Mm. And is that just go time? Like you just get in and go for it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, storm last week. <coughs> That's right. I'm so sorry. No, go for it. <coughs> okay. All right. I'm yeah, settling. no. Yeah. So, last week the um, storm was huge, 15-foot waves out at Snaffer. Um, 
amazing swell. Um, yeah, just got to be careful of all of that storm water that gets washed in. Okay. Yeah. Is it, uh, can you train for that? I mean, is, is there, are, there, are the conditions just, is it more strength in the wave or more power, which just is just longer yeah. lasting or how does that? Um, so big wave surfing, you've kind of got to change everything from your equipment. You've got to ride longer boards. Um, you're not going to be doing the same maneuvers. Um, small waves, you can kind of just throw it up anywhere you want. Um, it's more so big, powerful turns in the bigger waves and bit more consequence behind if you fall off. Yeah. So that's some more power. So you've got to have strength in, in, in the game. So are you, is there like a separate fitness program that you have to kind of work on, whether it's actual gym, cardio yeah. and everything like that? What do you do? So I spend probably about 10 hours a week in the gym. Um, lots of core strength as well as legs. Legs is a huge um, part of surfing. You've got to have strength in your legs for your bottom turns and um, keeping your balance obviously comes from your core and yeah, a lot of in the gym stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then is there like a program that you would follow where it's something you've created for yourself or is there some, again, it's coming from the coach and they're saying, okay, this is where you spend your time. I'm just curious, where did you get the knowledge on how to, how to do that program? Yeah. So I've had a couple different personal trainers over the years, um, that have given me different programs specific to surfing. And then over time, I've kind of tweaked them and combined them and made myself a good program, which is always changing. But um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, that's good. Um, excellent. And I'm just curious about the uh, the dynamic between yourself and you're on your journey, but there might be some younger ones that are up and coming. Is there sort of like uh, a, Grom's, a Grom's program or something younger than where you are, where people are... Um, almost like surf schools or something yeah. like that. I'm actually a surf coach for a couple of different surf schools. I've got some back home in South Australia and then one here in Corumban. So um, they've got the Vegemite Surfs program, which is an amazing program designed for younger kids who just want to learn to surf or even we get some older families as well. We get the parents involved and everything. Um, but yeah, there's definitely heaps out there for the younger kids to come in, learn to surf, um, and kind of point them in the right direction of where, if they do want to take their surfing anywhere. Yeah. Okay. And is there a, obviously just like with any uh, sports program where you've got, uh, it's like talent development, they have a skill, as long as they put in the time, they can get to a certain level. Um, is there a certain age where it, it, you kind of sink or, not sink or swim, that's a bit, <laughs> but it's like they fall off based on uh, it's maybe more of a hobby and then there's a point where like okay if you're gonna do it you got to give up a bunch of other things um is there a certain age where you were like you went full mode into all right i'm gonna pursue this yeah so i probably got to about 12 years old where um i'd gone from just fun surfing and doing a couple competitions here and there and i got my first couple good results i won my first competition and from there, I kind of sat back and thought, hmm, okay, I might, mm, sorry, I might um, take it somewhere better. I might um, put in the hours, start competing interstate, um, and yeah, kind of went from there. Okay. Uh, so that's a really interesting picture about where, I guess, obviously, where the life stage that you're at, you've you've taken it this far and then you've got this whole world of opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see where, where it goes from here and people can follow that journey. If, um, 
as a as a sacrifice thing, is there things that you've had to give up to to do this? Like obviously, there's free time. Probably is the number one. Um, like, what do you do in your free time? Surf. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love that because I think that can add. It just it's focus, and I think that a lot of people can relate to that. Um, but would there be would there be some things that you've given up? Say. Um, uh, any uh, vices, anything that you'd want to do that you just... Yeah, so obviously almost all of my teenage years I've spent training and competing and travelling, which has all been amazing and I've gained so much out of that. Um, but I did give up a lot of what a typical teenager might be doing. I never got to party and I never um, had to give up a lot of social events and time with friends in order to train. Um, but at the same time I was training with all of my closest friends. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely quite a few things from um, other sports. I also had a love for basketball and netball and there came a point where I had to kind of choose and surfing just was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's that's helpful. I think the, the idea is um, I do feel like in Australia there's more of a balance than maybe elsewhere. So other countries may be um, more driven uh and it's sort of like all or nothing like i'm gonna give up and it's super super sacrifice whereas here i feel like there might be still a little bit of balance you probably do you take a day off once in a while oh from time to time everyone's gonna take a day off now and then yeah um but yeah the good thing with surfing it doesn't feel like even when i'm training it doesn't feel like i'm being forced to train it's still i've got my love for the ocean and there's nowhere else that i'm happier so it hardly feels like training yeah um and then when I guess looking at um, other things outside of the actual physical side of the sport. So is there other things that you uh, feel like are a bit of unknown? So what I mean by that is I think there's a bit of a business world to the surfing aspect, whether it's just um, product sponsorship and and all this kind of thing. Do you guys get uh, introduced to that from your peers or coaches more about how to fully go into career mode with surfing? Or is that more of, like, are you not thinking about that yet? Yeah, so from oh, from a very young age, I've had a few different sponsors who have helped me out along my way and um, with boards and wetsuits and whatnot. Um, yeah, look, surfing, everyone, because it's such an individual sport, everyone kind of takes it at their own pace. Some people think, oh, I'm not going to bother with sponsors because obviously that adds pressure to um, and some people don't like the pressure on themselves. Um, but, yeah... Absolutely, any sponsorships are going to help you get where you need to be in a way. Um, yeah. Sounds good. What um, is there something that you would that you would want that I'm just trying to think that would be. Uh, I'm just thinking in the product world. Sometimes it's nice if I could get that item or like, are you surfing the board that you're using now? Is it, is the board you're using now is that the one that's good for you, or would there be another model or another? Uh, another setup that would be even better uh, to help your performance? Yeah, look, I have, I've tried so many different surfboards over the years. Um, I've just got my current shaper, JP Shapes. He makes the most incredible boards I've ever surfed and he makes them custom to my ability and um, what I need. So if I say, oh, JP, this board's not working quite right, um, quite right. do you reckon we could change it up a bit? He'll chop and change it. Um, and yeah, make it more suited to what I need. So that helps a lot having, yeah. That's cool. I, th- I think that's, um, if you compare it to other sports, that's, 
it's not that comp- complex. Obviously, you have to have the, the board that's tailored to your style and your um, preference, right? It's just got to yeah. feel right and yeah. all those like all those things. But other other sports, I mean, you can get the the better shoes and the mm-hmm. there's all that, and it's kind of like an endless thing. I was just curious in the training. Sometimes in the training world, there's an, an, like a training device or like an on land. Do you guys do on land type training as well? Yeah, yeah, dry, absolutely. They call it dry land or on land. Yeah, just dry training. Dry training. <laughs> um, is that involved just running like up and down the beach? Uh, all sorts from uh, in the gym work. Um, running's always good. We do a lot of boxing. Boxing surprisingly good for surfers. Um, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, well, I think it's good for people to just get a feel for it. And if uh, again, if, if it's a surfing topic, I'm sure there's lots of other surfing resources, but we're just um, interested to meet people that are working on some interesting things out there. Um, how about a bit of fun about yourself? Like uh, maybe favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie? Shrek. Oh, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> boom. All right. There we go. I think they did many Shreks over the years. <laughs> Shrek one. Always the first. All right. Nice one. Um, Sounds good. And you mentioned travel, so Indonesia. Indonesia would be my dream. Um, it just looks like the most beautiful place, and it's got um, yeah, warm weather. I love the warm weather. Exactly why I moved here from South Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, how about food? Do you indulge food? in any kind of out there food? Um, I'm a vegetarian, so there anything made from plants. Um, yeah. yeah. That's good. Would you? That's a whole other interesting and good on you because that's um, so obviously there's a health. Is that just for um, just nutrition and just it feels right and that's the choice? Or? Oh, well, it's, I've been vegetarian for four years now. It um, started out as a dare, actually, believe it or not. Um, my friend said, oh, Grace, you wouldn't go vegetarian for a week. And I said, watch me. So I did. And um, of being an athlete, I through that throughout that week, I was like, oh, okay, how am I still going to get my iron and my protein and all the right vitamins. So I was actually thinking a lot more about what I put into my body rather than just whatever I feel like. And at the end of the week, I thought, oh, I actually feel a lot better. I've got more energy. I feel lighter and happier and just stuck with it basically. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, wonder how, I wonder if uh, there's a, a rise of people. I mean, I think there's there's people are considering all sorts of things about what's good for you and, and getting rid of the bad stuff. And Yeah. But um. Oh, so do you have to seek out, because I've got a friend who's who's vegan, full, and even like there's challenges to go to restaurants and things to find it. Like, do you, do you have a good takeaway shop that'll do vegetarian stuff? Oh, I have the most incredible takeaway shop just across the road from me. And um, yeah, I love it. They sort you out. They sort me out with my perfect little vegetarian pad thai. It's a little... <laughs> yeah. Nice. There you go. Um very good. Well, I think we're uh, we're just heading to the end of it, so I appreciate that. We're we're really interested to see where you might be in, say, a year's time. So that's usually a question we like to say. It's like, look, if where you're, you you've got the tour coming back, hopefully soon. Hopefully. Um, in a year's time, where do you think you'll be? Well, I hope to be somewhat finished my university degree in a year's time. I should only have a semester to go, and I hope to have made a few finals in the surfing events. If they open up, fingers crossed. And, yeah, I just want to be happy and healthy, <laughs> really. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, well, we definitely will uh, keep in touch and th- follow you on your journey. Thank you very much for sharing all that with us. And, um, yeah, let's figure out where people can follow you. Do you want to just tell us uh, your... Oh, my fo- Instagram? Yeah, your Instagram. Yep, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. It's grace underscore night with an extra T on the end. <laughs> all right, we'll just get that. Grace underscore night 
with an extra T at the end for everybody listening at home. All right. Appreciate it. And thank you very much, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com or any of our social media accounts. And please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.